because healing is not linear. It's dynamic and it's unique to every person. And so to look at some other woman who also experienced a sexual rape or a sexual abuse, let's say, to look at her and say, hey, I healed. What about you? Mm. That is not, that's not, I don't, I don't support that. I'm not about that. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Suman. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious man in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumed as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? And we are live. Hey! Congratulations, everybody. You're still alive. You made it. You made it. You're still alive. You're still here. You survived, like... You could have died in between the last time you heard this podcast. Mm. No, 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 seriously. Like, start valuing your life. <sighs> this is the Better Man podcast. What's going on, guys? Legends. We're making better men because we want to make better women. Mm. And we want to make better women because we want to make better men. We want to make better men because we want to make better women. Love it. <laughs> Love that, man. <laughs> Do you want to say something? <laughs> Before yes. we go into the affirmation, yes, yes, yes. Um, Aaron, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm very grateful. Um, we have a very special guest with us today. Um, we're going to dive deep into the topic of relationships. And it's always nice, you know, to get a female opinion. This is our first female guest on this podcast. It's always, uh, you know, an interesting perspective to dive in and have that balance of the genders and, and be able to, you know, gain that other kind of perspective and just be able to to share. Um, I'm excited. Are you excited, man? <laughs> I am only in the... <laughs> no, because I felt really silent. You know, I was like in like an attentive mode. And then I was like, you asked me a question and it made me have to switch gears. So I was just like in the middle of it. It was cool. It was an interesting experience, honestly. I thought you were going to say another word like extravagant or something. <laughs> extravagant. Extravagant. Do you have the affirmations for us? That's what I'm going into, bro. All right. Don't mean to rush you. No, Take no. It's no it, was just, it, was just, it was just like how the collective consciousness both like merged at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Nikki was probably thinking the same thing too, right? Uh, see? I definitely <laughs> noticed you coming out of something. <laughs> coming out of something. <laughs> when he asked that question, you were in it. Yeah. So essentially, mm. this is what I want the affirmation to be today. Mm. If everybody can just focus. Look at the palm of your hand. Everybody just look at the palm. Look at your left hand first. I think just the palm. Don't look at the fingers. Mm. Now feel your pinky. Look at your pinky. Mm. And look at the, 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 the fingers that are to the left of the pinky. Mm. One by one individually. Mm. The ring finger, focus only on the ring finger. Now focus on the middle finger. All of your attention from the bottom to the very tip of the ring of the middle finger. Now from the tip of the pointer finger 
Bring your attention all the way down to the bottom of your pointer finger, sliding down the edge that makes an L with your thumb and pointer and feel your thumb from the bottom to the top, back to your wrists. Now turn your hand around and bring all your attention to the back of your hand. Now look at your right hand. We're gonna do the same thing one more time. Only the palm. Look at only the palm of your right hand. All of your attention, focus it into it. Really feel all the surface area from the center moving outwardly. If you focus, you allow for the feeling of a pulsation happening throughout the whole front of your hand. Now bring it to your pinky. Feel your pinky from the bottom to the top, to the very tip, to the very tip. Feel the nail, feel the nail. Now feel the nail of the next finger. Feel the nail, feel the tip. Move down, move down and feel your slim fingers filled with so much energy. Now your middle finger from the very bottom all the way to the tip and the nail, next finger, pointer. All right, this is going to get very interesting, so hold tight. We'll come back to that in a second. Flip your hand, turn it around, look at your whole hand. Really like, and feel the, all that blood that is pumped through the top of your hand. You have skin, you have cells, you have bone, you have muscle on the top of your hand. Blood is constantly circulating through it. You are able to feel all of the energy from the bottom of your wrist. Now close your eyes. And picture your hands on the steering wheel of your favorite car, your ideal car, your perfect car, just a car that you'd want to have just for fun. Look at it, feel your hand on the steering wheel, mm -hmm. gripping the leather in your hands, how it is soft. Now, pretend to drive, pretend you're on the road. Now picture the seat you're in, Feel the seat on your bottom. Feel the seat on your back. And relax your arms into the steering wheel. Drive your perfect car with calmness and ease. Whilst not forgetting precision. Look at the speed that you're going and look at the dials in front of you. Look at the radio. Where are the speakers at? What does the side of the car look like? Look at the pedals on your foot. Now look past the windshield into the front of your car as you're still driving it. Look at the front of your car. 
as, much, as far as you could see in front of your car. The hood, what color is that hood? Now hear the engine, listen to the engine. As you're driving it down the freeway, you can hear the sound of you driving it on pavement. You can feel the wind in your face of the AC. And it makes you have goosebumps. But you just drive in your perfect car. And that's it. You can come out whenever you like. Was it lit? That was wonderful, man. Yeah. What did you experience? What did you guys experience? Me? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because I'm not someone who dreams about my dream car. It's not something I think about. Really? So I was curious to see what would show up. And it was literally my current truck, which is a 1990 Nissan Pathfinder. But it had like baller wheels, like huge mountain wheels, because I live at 9,000 feet. So I like that four-wheel drive stuff. And it had purple, dark, deep blue, purple sparkles was the color. But otherwise, it was the exact truck I own. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. And I definitely felt, you were saying, feel that wind. For me, it was the windows down because I'm such a windows down type of gal, but I felt that mm -hmm. wind in my hair. It was nice to have a full five sensory visualization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a reality manifestation technique, um, which is really fun to do. And that's why I, I, want, I wanted the affirmation to do that. Yo, well, we haven't even introduced you, so perhaps let's introduce her. Yes, absolutely. That weird voice in the back. <laughs> commentator all righty guys so here we have nikki sunshine certified relationship coach fierce thought leader public speaker educator of emotions and she has studied lots of things attachment theory imago theory um, can you explain imago theory because even i didn't know that well uh, quite interesting imago theory is based on your childhood uh, and how that plays into your adult relationships. So really the Mago theory basically says that you will, despite your greatest efforts to avoid it, hmm. attract a partner who will perfectly trigger your childhood wounds. That's what Imago theory says. Hmm. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Masculine and feminine embodiment, yin and yang integration. Yes, I love it. Nikki helps her clients by simplifying the process of creating decisions, sexy relationships with another. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. Yes, thank you guys for having me, Sumed and Yvonne. Am I Ivan or Yvonne? Can you make sure I'm saying that right? Well, you can say Yvonne. So you can Yvonne? Say yeah. Great. Some people don't know how to say it, so <laughs> no, you can do it. That sounds that's good. Yvonne. Yeah. You're cool. naked. You're naked. Yeah, that's me. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's fun to jam with a couple dudes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just all a bunch of bros here. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do the voice change. <laughs> all right. So 
Mm. Um, it's great to have a female opinion in terms of this great um, evolution that we're coming towards in terms of more conscious relationships, more masculinity, uh, more femininity in the divine nature. So um, yeah, let's delve right into it. I mean, mm. what do you think is the most important thing about being in a relationship or why do people get into relationships in the first place? Mm -hmm. Okay. Why do people get into relationships? Well, Sumed, there's why people think they get into relationships. Mm. And then there's why we actually get into relationships. So maybe I'll just touch on both. Right. I would say that we probably think we get into relationships to have company, to feel loved. Maybe for some even to feel whole, depending who you are and where you're coming from. Um, I think those are the oftentimes the reasons people seek relationship is to fill some kind of emptiness mm -hmm. that maybe they can't even put their foot finger on. Now, why do we get into relationships? I personally believe that we get into relationships, yes, to experience love, yes, to experience joy, of course, to experience connection, sexy, fun, all those good things. And we get into relationships to be challenged. Mm -hmm. We get into relationships to have a divine mirror right in front of us 24 fucking seven that we can't hide from. And so if we can enter a relationship knowing I'm here, I'm going to get my feelings hurt, but it's all good. I'm going to grow. It can be a lot of a smoother ride, I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, actually, um, can you go into Imago theory? Like, you know, I studied the subconscious. So, you know, I guess some, a lot of it has to do with the subconscious. But I think, you know, your narrowed in perspective would be very different from what I think or even know. Yeah, I can. And, and maybe I can even root this in with an example from my own relationship that seems to help um, with understanding. So again, Imago says, you're going to attract a partner who's going to trigger you. And it's very intelligently designed. They're triggering. We do that on purpose. What was that? We do that on purpose. Well, so I would say, for me at least, I don't trigger my partner on purpose in, the, in meaning that in that moment, I'm like, ooh, how can I trigger you right now? That's not piece of my reality. But what is my reality is that I do trigger him simply by being who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what Imago Theory says. You're going to be yourself. And just by being yourself, you're going to trigger your partner. So in my own relationship, a really easy way to demonstrate how this showed up is I grew up with a single mom who was in heavily dependent on alcohol and Man, we can't hear that. Oh, you can't hear me? No, one second. It's just kind of <laughs> slow. It's very slow. One second. Let's wait. Until very slow. It's got, oh, it's got yellow now. <laughs> it's raining. It's yeah, I think we are back. Picture you in the morning. We're back? Yep. As you Great. Yeah, so one of my big wounds was I, I always felt like my mom, she loved me, but she always had something else that was taking her attention. 
and it was this alcohol prescription drugs and stuff. So one of my big wounds is the person I love the most always has something else that's more important. Mm. And so I attracted a partner who is deeply devoted to his mission and his business. He's an entrepreneur. And so it's not exactly the same. I didn't attract a partner who's dependent on alcohol, but that same wound gets highlighted being with him because he's always got this other thing, his business that is, feels like it's more important than me. Right. Mm. So that's, just a demonstration of what Imago theory says. You're going to attract the same wounds because life wants us to heal these wounds. That's why we attract a partner who triggers them. Mm. That's very interesting. Basically the law of attraction, but it's been proven by psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm totally going to use that actually. I'm totally going to steal that. Everybody who... Everybody who listens to this podcast, I'm going to go do that shit on you, all right? 15% off. 15%. Yo, what's a free relationship? What's a free relationship? Yes. So, free relationship is a term I created because I couldn't find a relationship model that I got down behind. Because every model I see... That was, like, really comfortable for you. Not necessarily comfortable, but I couldn't find a model that encompassed growth, love, constant change. Like I just couldn't find a model that encompassed what I believe is true of a relationship. Okay. So what free relationships, what a free relationship is, it's it's a relationship that acknowledges that you and me, Sumet, if we're in a relationship, Hmm. who we are right now is not the same as who we are tomorrow, who we are in a year, who we are in five years. And so if relationship acknowledges that we're constantly growing and changing and therefore the needs, boundaries, and dynamics of our partnership may need to grow and change too. And so- They have to, they have to. But what do most of us do? We get married and we say a vow when in our young 20s (laughs) as if that's what we're going to live by in this relationship for the rest of our life. Mm. And I just, that doesn't make any sense to me because- I know even in these three years I've been with the amazing man I'm with, we've both grown and transformed so much. And so has the bounds of our relationship. So that's what a free relationship is about. It's about a acknowledging that we are going to grow and change. And so we're not going to attach to these rules because we know they'll change. Yeah. And it's about acknowledging that we're going to hurt each other. Mm. So we just say, Hey, we're going to hurt each other in this game. Are you down? Cool. And then we don't, when one of us gets hurt, we don't spend energy arguing about, well, you shouldn't have hurt me or you were wrong for hurting me because it's just this thing we accept. We're like, yeah, we're going to get hurt here. So instead we use that energy actually unpacking the heart of the matter together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, honestly, I totally believe like that. that definition, actually. You know, is that, is that the whole definition though? That's, that's the, the big pieces of what it encompasses. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, I made it up so you could say, sure, that's the official definition. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it on Webster's dictionary. <laughs> but uh, it's no. really about feeling completely free mm-hmm. in the context of a committed partnership. Cause so many people yeah. think it's either or I can be single and free and be myself, or I can have a partnership and kind of give par- up parts of myself to have this love. Right. I'm saying, Fuck that. You can actually have both. Mm. 
Awesome. I totally feel that, you know. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, me and Sumed, we have a, a mentor, right? Mm. And that's who we have learned most of our most recent discoveries into what relationships really are. Um, his name is Araj Sapar, motherfucking Dibazar. <laughs> Fuck yeah, what a cool name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. He actually has, he has five girlfriends. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's yeah. in, is he, does he identify as polyamorous? Or does he? I, I don't know if he identifies with that word. I mean, you know, okay. because, you know, words are on a spectrum, you know what I mean? Precisely. You know? I made so, it my own. So, um, Basically, um, his girlfriends um, don't see other men, right? Okay. They're only dedicated to him, mm -hmm. right? All five of them. And they don't talk to guys either, right? Mm -hmm. And they're okay with it. They're like, you know, he brings his girlfriends in all the time. They're like super normal and they're actually super hot as well. And they're super intelligent. They like run mm -hmm. businesses, like, or like makeup professionals or, yeah. Um, whole lot of like you know coaches they're actually coaches as well right um what is your take on that you know do you think that's like that should be more okay in society so first i'll say that i don't believe in right and wrong so there's that now Here's what I have to say about what do I think about that in terms of could that be fulfilling for the people? Totally could be. If I was really trying to figure out, do I support this relationship or like, do I get behind this? I would go talk to all six people involved, find out if they felt like they were truly living in their truth, expressing themselves fully, felt completely free to be who they are. And if they could all say, fuck yeah, and I'm in this commitment and it feels great. I'd say, hell yeah, I support the shit out of this. You're all free. You all feel self-expressed. That's what matters to me. So for me, free relationship doesn't have a structure. It might be five girlfriends and a dude. It might be five guys and a girl. It might just be two people in a monogamous, more of a monogamous style. Relationship doesn't have a def definition on the structure as long as everyone's oh, living. Fucking shit, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, that's... Mic drop moment. <laughs> I think that's... It's like... It's because it has to do with consciousness. Do you realize that? Yes, of course. Have, have you studied um, or even, even looked into spiral dynamics? Hmm. Not under that name. Maybe you can fill me in a little bit. Basically, it's, 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 it's like separa it's separated by colors, but it's not separated according to the, the chakra colors, right? Okay. It's got a few of those colors, but anyway, basically like, Society begins at, in this one level where there's so much black and white, right? It's this or it's this. This is man. This is woman. This yes. is good. This is bad. This is God. This is not God. If it's not God, it's evil. It's the devil, right? It's a place where tradition is built, right? It's, it's a place where, um, where people follow the laws, right people are much more safe because in the level below this level is is a level that's very dangerous right and it's okay i see where you're going for like people trying to take take back 
power and they're just like like mob bosses right mm-hmm. just just people who are like don't care we're gonna do whatever whatever they want right, right? like fuck so, societal rules or anything like that and that kind of but so now we're not in that one we're, we're in a little bit higher where it's like yep. it's this black and white now but everybody's safe because everyone's following tradition mm-hmm. right and then there's some people that so in the very highest in, in the yellow and turquoise which are the two highest uh things are more like spectrum Yes. Right. And you don't, you don't, you no longer see things as like so linear, but like a bunch of lines like coming together and making like, like a map of dots with lines connected. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel that I would say that I live in the gray and when I see someone, let's say they're at a position in their life where they're stuck or they need to make a move and they don't know what to do. I see them looking at that in that black and white scenario. Um, that can feel very limiting, right? If you're like, oh my God, I either have to quit my job and be totally broke and fucked or give up my dream business. Those both sound like shit, but there's always a gray. What if I could quit this job that I hate, but pick up something part-time so my bills were still covered and then start devoting time to my business, right? There's always a gray. So I love that you're speaking to that. I think it's so important to acknowledge the gray in life always yeah but why is it called the gray because black and white in between black and white is Mm, between black and white yeah so you're talking about like the dual nature of reality you're like you're sort of meshing into the gray area in terms of your where you're living i know what you're saying i know what you're saying yeah yeah i would say in my own life and with my clients, I notice this with myself and them. If if we Ooh. get ourselves in Ooh. that trap, it's either this thing. or that. You know, um, it's very limiting. And, and it when I'm in that place, my heart closes because I feel like, oh my god, it's a lose lose. And mm-hmm. so when I can open up and see the spectrum, like you're talking about, Yvonne, it's like, mm-hmm. oh wait, no, hold on, there's another option that could work. Or what if we did that? And there's there's so much more freedom That's- options to play with. <laughs> That sounds exactly like having an abundance mentality, like seeing the possibilities out there and being, you know, open mm. to that. So that's incredible. You know, yeah. I think it's funny, right? I'm about to raise you guys' consciousness right now. Oh, right. Already. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> straight up, straight up, straight up, right? But something so simple, right? But in the end, everything really is just simple. Anyway. But being simple is difficult. We describe it. it it's, so, it's, it's such a black and white system that even we are conditioned to call it black and white mm. instead of calling it a rainbow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like the rainbow piece. That acknowledges the full spectrum in a really mm. beautiful way. Absolutely. Or you could just say white light because white light has all the... All of all of the mm-hmm. the fucking colors in it, mm-hmm. and you know, and when we look at yin and yang, it's actually surrounded by a circle of white light. Mm-hmm. Masculine energy—it's always protected by that masculine energy. It's always protected. Mm-hmm. Consciousness, stillness. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Having lots of doubts. Do, do you know today. what that means, though? <laughs> do you know what that means? Yeah. Do you know what that means? Because because the white, you guys, I know you guys know this, right? And I'm going to say something that you already know, but I'm hoping that whenever I say it, 
I'm able to unlock certain things in you, right? So the masculine is always expanding, right? And that's why in the yin and yang, there has to be a white part there. It's so, so, so forgotten that like around it, it has to, has to be because the implosion, which is the feminine energy, it can only go, feminine energy only, only implodes, only goes in, right? And masculine energy only goes out, right? Mm -hmm. So it just, it just has to be there because that's the universe. Like literally things can't die if things aren't growing. Like if we see people dying, we're like, yay. That means, mm -hmm. that means something's growing, <laughs> you know? But even if it's a bacteria, fuck it. I'm rooting for that bacteria. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost thought of when you described the yin yang with that white light on the outside representing the divine masculine energy. Yeah. I thought of how divine masculine energy holds space. Yeah. So that the divine feminine energy can unravel because she is literally, literally. So it's like holding that yin and yang. I, I see that imagery. It's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, Nikki, um, what exactly um, brought you into men's work? And do you feel like mm. um, now there's a shift happening in terms of um, understanding of what masculinity is? Or is there a new definition, perhaps? Mm. I like that one. That's a good one. So, what brought me into men's work? Mm. Well, Recently, I started noticing something, and I'll just name that this is a controversial opinion, and I'm still okay with speaking it. But oh, this I'll is just... a controversial podcast. So. Great. Have you, heard anything? <laughs> Have you been here before? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So the, the Me Too movement happened a few years ago. And when that happened, I was really for it. I thought this is a great way for women to feel like they have a space to share their experiences. And that is important. Mm. So I, I supported that. Now, what I realized this in this last year, and I don't know, it just came to me. I'm obsessed with humans. I'm just constantly observing. And I realized that here we are two plus years after the Me Too movement. And I'm just going to name it. I picked up on a sense of masculine shaming in the culture and shaming the man. And what I know about men is that when they are shamed, they go into a shame spiral yeah. and their heart closes and they're not available to hear, understand, connect because their heart is closed. And so I'm sitting here thinking, how is it helpful to actually keep shaming men? Like, yes, we had the movement. It's been a couple of years. We've all shared our stories on Facebook and now how do we <laughs> and reintegrate because it's not about the divine feminine just rising and leaving the divine masculine, nor is it about the divine masculine rising. We already experienced that. That's not working. It's mm. about integration. So I started speaking out online saying, oh. Hey, to my abusers, I forgive you. And like, let's, let's figure out how to come together now. And so mm. that's what really got me into men's work is is realizing that there's not a, a, a very clear space to actually celebrate the men who are showing up right now and say, hey, I see you choosing to look at your emotions. I see you choosing to try and learn the language. I see you choosing to, to try and grow and step up. And so thank you. 
thank you for doing that because I know that's not fucking easy. And that's the movement I want to start is appreciating the men who are answering the call to step into their divinity more. Yo, guys, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yo, why don't we just start our own movement? Straight up. Like, I saw myself, like, on the news explaining this that, that no, we're not feminists and no, we're not feminists. We're fucking integrationists. <laughs> I love I'm, that. I'm on fucking NBC, CNN, Fox <laughs> News, Good Morning America. Right. It's about Buenos that. dias, Estados Unidos. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on the English, I'm on the Spanish. We're doing the integration. Fuck it. Just now, I, I do want to mention this feels important. This movement I speak of is not in any way about saying, all right, women, get over it, heal your shit. Forgive your, the men who have hurt you. So I just want to make that really clear because this is a public forum and that's not what this is about. But for those who are ready, if you still need to be in your experience and feel that pain and do your own healing, do that. I support you in that. Women, men of the world. And for those of us, like us three right here, who are like, we're ready. I've done my healing as a woman. I'm ready to, to invite the masculine back into collaboration with me. Those of us who are ready can get started. How do you feel women can get ready for that? I don't know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got it. it. I'm being very mindful because I don't know that there's a way to say, women, you got to get ready. Because healing is not linear. It's dynamic and it's unique to every person. And so to look at some other woman who also experienced a sexual a rape or a sexual abuse, let's say, to look at her and say, hey, I healed. What about you? Mm. That is not, that's not, I don't, I don't support that. I'm not about that. Mm. So I don't know if it's, how do you get ready women? But I think it's more women. First of all, you'll know when you're ready to open your heart again, when you've done that healing, but Mm. more so for the women out there who are like, yeah, fuck men, toxic masculinity, blah, blah, blah. My only advice to you would be (coughs) to step back for a moment, see how many of those beliefs are just things you were taught, things that other people have said that you've absorbed, and look at the men in your life. Like, Look at your partner, look at your brother, look at your close friends, and do you see men who are trying, who are stepping up? And if you can see that in your own life, just consider that maybe all of this fuck the masculine thing is just kind of like societal noise and you're just hopping on the bandwagon, mm. potentially. Because I kind of see a bit of that. It's like, you know, it's really easy on social media. Like, well, fuck toxic masculinity. And then you see like 25 posts in the next hour about it, right? So I see mm. a lot of people just absorbing what's being said. And I just encourage everyone to think for themselves. Mm. Well said. <laughs> so good. Just think for yourself. <laughs> Just think for yourself. That's actually the answer. I think that's actually the answer. Just mm. think for yourself. Because mm. whenever we're having those conflicting thoughts of like healing, not healing, trauma, yeah. are, are we really being ourselves? You know, yeah. are, are we being layered by conditioning? Uh, we're yeah. like, it, sometimes we're like, I'm supposed to feel bad because of this. You ever feel like sometimes that happens where, where, where like everyone keeps telling you like, Oh, um, you know, oh, it's okay that, that, that bad things happen to you. It's okay. You know, and you keep getting reinforced and people are like sort of reinforcing your pain for you. Like saying like, yeah, I feel like. I mean, think of this. 
why is it that if I come into work and I'm like, and I'm talking to my coworkers and I'm like, Hey, I had a super shitty night last night. Everyone's like, Oh dude, I feel you like, Oh, me too. I can really relate. And they all come close. But if I walk into work and I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling so fucking good today. Oh my God. You know what happens often? God, what the fuck is wrong with Nikki? She's fucking so Yo, scared. straight up. Straight up. Straight we up. We live in a society that really enforces pain, enforces separation, but kind of laughs at or jokes off, you know, those people who are like too positive, mm. um, which that in yeah. itself is funny, I'll say, but it's just interesting, I think. Mm. Very interesting. That's so true. Like, it's okay to be sad. It's not okay to be so loud and happy. Mm. Like, I remember I was at a, <coughs> at a restaurant in London whenever I graduated. It was like, it was, it was very nice because it was like very, very high. It was in the middle of the city. I had a view of the canal and like, it was just a nice buildings that had plants and food was good. Basically, you know, you're in that environment and I'm laughing, like I'm having a really good time and I'm just like, be yeah. like, you know, that laugh where you're just like, yes. I'm, I just want to laugh. Like, yeah. I just want to <laughs> yes. shake with laughter. You know, uh -huh. I, I don't yeah. want to just be like, oh, <laughs> I, oh, I just want to like, like my throat to blossom, you know, like, yeah. You like, like, a, like, I wanted my throat to be like a girl losing her virginity. Like, this just like, it's just, it just, it, it opens up. <laughs> and, then, and then people in my family were like, yo, like, I haven't like toned it down, be quiet. And I was like, no, what, what do you mean? People over there are laughing too. I can hear them like, let's just, just let me enjoy it. Let me enjoy if a baby's it. screaming on a plane, no one will ever tell the parent, please get your baby to stop crying and screaming. But if a baby is loudly giggling on a plane, I've heard this. Really? Please get your child to be quiet. Yep. It's just, and again, this oh, is just how much we've been conditioned. So I love that you brought that up. And when I work with clients in a one to six month container, they're not even allowed to use the words should, have to, supposed to. That's awesome. Those words are not allowed because we're all so conditioned. It's true. Yeah. Um, and I think waking up to that's the first step of just like, damn, I'm conditioned as fuck. Mm -hmm. Word, okay. <laughs> At least I'm aware now. <laughs> Yo, can we ask you about that? Like you, you coach people for six months. Is that the only program that you offer for them? Because it seems like a long time. Hmm? Yeah, so typically people start working with, with me in a three-month container. Mm. Um, that's typically now I always have a following three month program because depending who you are, I'm the type of girl who always wants support. I want to coach always. So when I find someone I like, if I finish a program, I'm like, cool, what's next? I want you in my life. Let's keep going. Mm. So I usually do three month programs. Um, I do have one client who just asked to sign a year with me. So it's, I, I make them for specific requests, but, um, yeah, I do have different programs based on different things. Like here's a three month program to learn how to honor, feel, be with your emotions and transmute them. Here's a program to learn how to communicate with your partner and stop fighting all the fucking time about stupid shit, <laughs> you know? So I have these different yeah. programs kind of for different purposes. Mm. Yeah. Nice. That's actually really good. How do, how do clients usually get in contact with you? Like, like how, how is it that, that they're like, I want to work with yeah. you? Yeah. To be totally honest, my entire business, I'm, I've now been full-time in this business for almost six months, supporting myself. 
has come from Instagram basically. And so my Instagram account is very loud. Um, I speak about whatever the fuck I want. I don't yes. really, I don't, I don't modify it at all. And I speak the truth and I share a lot of real experiences with myself, my pain, my partnership. And so almost all of my clients have come either through my podcast or my Instagram account. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fucking journey. I always, mm -hmm. I always used to say like the, the, the most growth you can have is in partnership. And now I'm like, haha, there's actually a bigger sacred mirror. It's called your business. You want to grow? Go ahead and start a business. <laughs> Battle. It is, one Battle. Of the, it is a difficult thing, certainly. Yeah. Well, just it, for me, it, it shows me all of my blind spots, all of the spots where I'm insecure and don't really believe in myself hmm. become very pronounced in the That's very true. That's very true. Mm, that's yeah. very true. You know, well, what does Arash say about the three kinds of tens? All right, so he has this concept in terms of how you might have a 10 in your eyes, someone who's perfect for you in yeah. your eyes, as someone who is, makes you feel like weird emotionally, like someone who just, you can't okay. sort of allow yourself to fully, um, it makes you emotionally uneasy you could say somebody and then there's another version of it where someone you feel very attracted to uh, in terms of mm -hmm. a, a physical definition of attractiveness and yeah. then there's a third one where it's more about the emotions and mm -hmm. um, in touch with the the emotional uh, attitude they trigger, you. They, trigger they, you they trigger you and they you know they push you to your limits and they help you okay. to grow and Yes. Yeah. But like, mm -hmm. like, but like in a way that doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's one of the biggest bullshit fantasies our society has bought, which is, oh, find someone to marry and you'll feel good. Hmm. No, uh, if you're listening to this, no, that's not the truth. Hmm. Don't buy into it. If you're looking to feel good, marriage is not the answer. Hmm. And if you don't feel good, you probably need to look with at whatever you're avoiding within yourself first and then go find a partnership that's actually aligned with who you really are because right now you're seeking out of fear and insecurity mm, absolutely there, yeah. you know there's there's so many terms and terminologies nowadays like twin flame soulmates um oh, yeah, yeah. you know and indigo star seed <laughs> like there's just that whole range. and so yeah that um where, where do you, where, where would Nikki Sunshine draw the line in terms of that? Uh, I mean, are you open to that? Do you, are you inquisitive about it? Yeah, I actually have a video on my video channel called What is a Soulmate? Because I did sit with this one day. And so for me, I think we do have soulmates, mm -hmm. but I don't believe in a soulmate. So I don't really believe in the Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that, you know, I can go up to five 10 different men, and I'm pretty intuitive at this point. I could probably just stand in front of them for a minute and feel if we're a match, honestly. But mm. out of those 10 men, maybe one of them, maybe when I stand in front of them, I'll have that soul connection feeling. Do you guys know what, what I mean when I say that? Mm. You ever met someone and it's not 
I'm physically attracted to you, though maybe that's also true. But it's like you look into their eyes and you're almost breathless as if it's like, Mm. I know you or like, why am I breathless right now? Like it's almost, and I've had this experience three or four times in my life Mm. where I'm like, the stars just align. Like something just happened the minute we came. I'm like, what? No, I don't think Okay. No, that's cool. And, and I have had that experience. It's, um, it's a feeling now I will say I didn't have this experience before I was in touch with my intuition. So that's a piece to consider. I maybe couldn't even notice this before, but now I've had these moments where I'm like, Oh, it's like this un, it's this confusing familiarity. And for me, those are soulmates and what that means to me is someone who is actually a match for where your soul currently is on the path so that's why i say i do believe in soulmates but i don't think we just have one i think it's like sumed you probably have 500 potential soulmates out there given where you are right now on your (laughs) same with you yvonne that's that's just my theory there's no science to back this up these are just the musings of my mind 500 different (laughs) kinds of soulmates you know, I totally feel like <laughs> um, we can call them numerology, numerology mates. Numerology <laughs> mates, what are you talking about? <laughs> people, people who are, yeah, yeah, people who are aligned, who have similar alignment in numbers as your numerology chart. You know about numerology? That yeah? sounds like something completely different, but yeah, that sounds like another thing. Yeah. I, honestly, um, no, but it sounds like the same thing though. Because it's like- Well, I'm hearing you talk about numerology charts where I'm speaking to where you are in your growth. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I would be a terrible match with someone who doesn't know basic conscious communication skills. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I've been studying this for three years. So I'm like way up there on that on that growth journey and so if i were to try and partner with someone who had no idea i would yeah. just be like ew like i can't even talk to you we're not on the same level like so I they wouldn't have they wouldn't have a similar a, a similar number on their numerology chart in that moment i guess i don't know about enough about numerology charts to answer that mm. i just realized mm. so oh. you could <laughs> but can i share something i want to share if you guys have a minute, why this soulmate thing came up for me. It feels important to share. Oh, sounds very relevant. Yeah. I I used to believe in a soulmate. Like Mm -hmm. I think many of us do. Mm -hmm. And it's a really fun idea until something like what happened to my mom happens, which it was when my dad was in his young forties and they had three young children. He fell off a ladder and died one day. And so if you believe that there's only one soulmate for you and then you find that soulmate and then something happens and they die or they go away or they leave you, then you're left with this hopelessness. And that I saw that in my mom, she believed she had found her only soulmate. And so there wasn't even a point for her in going out and dating anymore. She didn't the rest of her life until she died because, well, I found my soulmate and he's dead now. So I'm, I'm just bound to a life of loneliness and misery. So that's why I shifted my views on soulmates. Cause I'm like, that fucking sucks. Like, and I could say right now I found my soulmate with Warren, but what if he dies? What if we break up? Then I'm just fucked. I found my soulmate at 27 and now I have no chance at love again. <laughs> so that is why. That sounds, that sounds so dumb. I actually have thought like that as well. When I was like 14, 15, I remember I was like, I was like, I lost it. 
I lost the, 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 the I don't know what the fuck I said, the woman of my dreams or some shit. Yeah. Like, like, bro, you're, um, you're 14, precisely Yvonne and and so I don't think you're just fucked because you lost you probably did lose a soulmate when you were 15 but I believe that there's more soulmates out there for you no there's not there's <laughs> it's not. just her it's only her <laughs> I, I I like the adrenaline adrenaline rush I get from <laughs> from talking down to myself yeah <laughs> You in the world, you in the world. We're looking at the mm. questions here. Yes, determ- yes, this oh. is a good question. Oh, that's a good one. What determines a high-status male? What is an alpha male, according to you? Yeah, I found that question so interesting. So, yeah, I'll just share what I think, and I'll just name that I don't have extensive study in this or anything, but mm. what I see as an alpha male or frankly an alpha personality because I have women in my life who exuberate this. Mm. It's that person who just by being who they are, people gravitate to follow them. Mm. They don't even have to like say, Hey, come here, come join my thing. Follow me. They just have that energy of, I know what I'm doing. I know what's up. I'm getting it done. I'm leading a movement. Join me if you want. If you don't, cool. I'm on my mission. That's the Mm. energy I feel from the alphas in my life. And, um, you know, as I've in, just like anything, there's a really, um, divine expression of that. And then there's a less divine expression of that you could say. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I see as alpha. They just have that energy where people just like gravitate towards them and always kind of, they want to follow them. They're inspired by them as a leader, that alpha energy. Mm. Is that your experience? What's your experience? You know, actually, I think you... You said a very distinct characteristic of alpha energy, mm-hmm. mm. which is its ability to influence mm-hmm. with soft control. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yes. Do you, do you, you obviously, you know, you do believe that this is something you can develop. If you really want to, if you really want to. But I also think it's something some people are born with. Mm. Yeah, you know, some of us are, you know, descendants of, of gods and <laughs> we chose to come to earth to come help. I us think with- we're all descendants of gods, just to clarify. Well, we're descendant <laughs> of God, right? But like... Our God, honestly. The, oh, are, are we going to go there right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I totally agree with you. I actually totally agree with you on that. Um, but why would you say that? I don't know, because just <laughs> in my definition of it was like the reason that we, some people are like better leaders than other people is because they were like, they're literally like being protected by God. So I don't know. I, I mm. guess I didn't, I don't know. Maybe all of us are, maybe all of us aren't, but you know, it's like, why do us have some advantage? Like, you know, well, here's my two cents in that. I don't really feel like I want to honor the leaders any more than I honor the followers because we need all of them. And if we just had a world of only leaders, we would just have a bunch of people fighting over who's fucking right. 
we need the followers. We need, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I love my life. I love working from my home. I love my freedom, but we need people who are down to go check out groceries at the store. And if those people didn't exist, we would not have groceries. I don't so know. I don't like, think so I think we could probably have robots. Okay. You're true. I'm, I picked an example that could be replaced by robots, but okay. <laughs> the point is I'm very mindful of not putting on a pedestal hmm. the, uh, the leaders or the part of me that's, you know, like a deity versus the part of me that's human or versus the followers. I, I really feel it's important to neutralize any sort of such and such is better or higher or greater because mm-hmm. I just think that's, again, something we've been programmed to believe. Mm-hmm. The duality is so good, actually. You know, you open, yeah, up, my you open up my consciousness right now. Mm-hmm. I have to let you I'm not the same person anymore. This is a question, <laughs> this is a question that we had from one of our viewers. It's a very important oh, question. Cool. Oh, really? Mm. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It says, it says me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the question? I'm excited. Is it? Ooh. Yeah. I'll Ooh. Say it. It's nasty. <laughs> I know. I already know what question this is because of how awkward you guys are being about saying it. No, I mean, I'm just making it awkward because I think it's fun. Yeah. Okay. I love awkwardness, so I'm down. Oh, yeah, you are an awkward person. I forgot. I'm super awkward. I want to know if she gets it. I want to know if she gets it. Oh, the question? Do you want me to see if it's the question? Are you going to ask me how to make a woman orgasm? Yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. I could tell. I would be lying. I would be lying. If I said that I was not the president of the United States. Um. <laughs> yeah, you would be lying. You would be lying. Be quiet. No. No, we're not we're not awkward about it, you know. We obviously have our own methods, but like, you know, you know. Totally. I love the question, honestly. When I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah. Mm. Because here's what I'll say. I can't, well, I could, but if I sat here and tried to give you mechanics, it wouldn't work because you're all with different women and women's bodies are not a robot. And there's not one sort of finger flick that's going to do the job. (laughs) But here's what I can say. And this is important for men. This is really important for men. For a lot of men, because of conditioning and all these things, they have attached their worthiness as a man to their ability to perform sexually. So when, you've connect, when you have that association, when your woman says, hey, could you actually go to the left a little bit and go a little bit slower? What happens for a lot of men is shame. Oh, I can't do this. And so they shut down. They're not available to listen. And so then the woman's like, holy shit, I tried to give him instructions one time. He free, I'm never doing that again. I'll just silently lay here during sex, even though I'm not really enjoying it. So here's what I can say to men. If you want to learn how to give your woman an orgasm, look at the stories you have in yourself about how your sexual performance is your worthiness. And if you can't perform perfectly, you're a man. Look at all that shit, clean that up. And then invite her to teach you, like literally go to your woman and say, Hey, you know what? I really want to learn more about your body and how to please you. And I'll name that 
in the past, I've been too shameful to let this conversation open up. And now I really want it. And it might be messy. I'm still working with my shame, but would you be willing to give me instructions? Like literally tell me what the fuck to do. Because I mean, I've given my man instructions and I'm a very happy woman. That's all I got to say about that. So if you want to learn, you got to be open to receiving guidance and not take it as a yeah, personal yeah, blow. It, totally to your both ways. it honestly totally goes both ways because sometimes Absolutely. even women be like, oh, he's yeah. telling me what to do. And, then, and she's like, she's never been told what to do. Right. She's literally been with like little bitch ass men who <laughs> didn't know how to fuck her and didn't know how to ask what she wanted. Uh, and, they're, and then they're like, I'm really not even used to moaning. Right? Yeah, no, totally. It, it definitely goes both ways. So like I would say if you're out there, like, yeah. They don't, uh -huh. don't want to be loud, you know? Right. And so for a lot of you out there, it's going to feel weird to bring noise, sensation, conversation into the bedroom. Conversation. But, <sighs> you know, but no, it's so yummy. It's so my yummy. Two favorite things. <laughs> my two favorite things. Tell me, Yvonne, what are they? Conversations. <laughs> You know, like the one we're having, all of us are having right now. Yes. And sex. So why the fuck can we not have both? My third favorite thing, pizza. Why can't I fuck you, have a conversation with you, with you and eat pizza at the same time? <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn. You can. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's... Talking in bed is awesome. I just, I want to like yeah. me and my partner. It's, it's just part of our, the way we do it now. Like any of us at any point during the bedroom, Ooh, can you try that? Or can you do this? And it just allows us both to experience more pleasure. Hmm. So that's my invitation to anyone listening is trying to open that space. Honestly, guys, honestly, I want to let you guys know, um, from my experience, you know, don't try to eat ice cream off of somebody's tits. No, no, it's really difficult. No, no, no. It sounds it's like it's like communism. It sounds good in theory. In theory, you're like, I think that could work. But like you do yeah. it and the ice cream's like falling all over the place. You literally got this big ass chunk and like you're trying to eat it. And she's and she's like, and she's like, she's like, I'm not, I'm I'm getting cold. <laughs> God, it sounds like you had a weird experience, buddy. That's a very personal experience. Thank you for that. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Eva. I'm getting cold. Always and forever. Checking the time here. It seems like you know we're we're just near the hour. We're probably past the hour right now. Um, so we can keep talking for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I was really wondering about this, this word you brought up, conscious communication. Yeah. Um, in your personal definition, the Nikki Sunshine way, <laughs> what is mm. conscious form of communication? And how does one, uh, how does a partner get better at communicating with one another. Mm. Ooh, you know Guys, I'm gonna go live on Facebook, so don't worry about me, all right? Perfect. Mm. So with conscious communication, there's there's a few pieces. So what I'll say is that the, the bottom level is basically communication skills. So this is like, if you don't know about eye language, if you mm. don't know how about 
sharing impact. That's where you start. How do you learn that? You go take a class with me, you go take a class with someone and you learn the tools. Mm. Um, that doesn't really feel too important to stick on here. So mm. I'm going to go to the next level of conscious communication, which for me is being able to hold two opposing truths as equally valid. Mm. So you and me are in partnership, let's say. We're having a conflict conversation. Let's say we're talking about something that happened and you're like, well, I didn't, when I came home and raised my voice, it wasn't because I was mad at you, Nikki. It's because I was stressed about work. Mm. So that's your experience. Now, if I'm not using conscious communication, I'm going to say, no, you did yell at me because I'm just trying to be right. Mm. I need you. To, your experience has to match mine so we can stay here for hours. As you know, just mm -hmm. fighting over how it went down. And it's so unimportant. And so it's like conscious communication looks like this. Oh, Sumad, that was your experience? That's so interesting because for me, when you came home and raised your voice, I was sure it was about me. So that's why I went in the other room. I started crying. And so we're just getting to understand each other, mm. even though our realities don't match. That's conscious communication to me because mm. couples will spend years, decades fighting over whose version of the story was right and it's like who the fuck cares it doesn't matter yeah. it has nothing to yeah. do with what is going on here i'm just so reminded reminded by a specific example in in david data's book the way of the superior man and oh, you know yes. when, when the husband comes home and he's like you know i did something so incredible at work and the wife is just like you know Oh, that's great, honey. But did you take out the trash, right? <laughs> and that's yeah. such a great example of where you can apply conscious communication. Um, and melt her with love in that moment instead of, you know, being like getting into some kind of conference. You're not acknowledging me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, can I, it's like, can I step out of my own ego and actually be happy for you? So instead of just ego, hey, did you take out the trash? Can I say, oh, wait wow, babe, that's fucking amazing. I'm so excited for you. That sounds so cool. Hey, also, when you have a minute, could you take out the trash? Hmm. Right? It's like, totally. instead of living in my ego, I'm also totally. being present and like, wow, look wow. at you. Let's celebrate you. Yeah. Yo, um, that's actually in the book called Crucial Conversations. They, oh. they call that um, a contrasting statement. Mm. Right, like speak to your partner. You know, when you're having arguments, speak to them in yes. contrasting statements because otherwise they're taking it as like that one statement you say. They're taking it as like the whole representation. Mm, I see. Can you help me understand? Is that like using a no, no, you know, let's say, um, let's say, let's say there's this guy, right, and he always wants to have sex with his wife, but then. Yeah. There's his wife, and she's a little bit less, um, you know, horny. She's less horny, less more, less time, you know, than he is. Yeah. And whenever he wants to do it, she doesn't want to do it. And then he gets discouraged, mm. right? And he's like, oh, no, right? Totally. And then now his wife is like, oh, why the fuck are you acting like that? You be behaving like that makes me want to do it with you even less right so now he gets even more upset right so now that it's just like it's this like, like spiral yeah oh, it's constant spiral yeah. so we're just reacting to each other um mm. so she wants to end that that thing with him mm -hmm. she wants to him and she says 
hey, um, you know, we really want to talk about this. And he's like, oh, you, you just want to you just want to talk about it so you, you can feel good and, and pretend that we talked about it and just like pick your side anyway. And, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 I, I'm, <clears throat> I really want to discuss this with you. You know, um, to me, our relationship is very important. Right here. Here's like you're, you're contrasting here. You begin, you're like, um, OK, I see what I would yeah. like. This is what I would like the goal to be. Um, I'm here willing to be okay with not accepting my reality, but trying to understand your reality. This is not a whole judgment of our relationship. This is only mm. a judgment of this part of our relationship. Oh, yes. And then, and then, and then from that point, then be like, so whenever this happens, this happens, this happens. And uh -huh. then, then now people aren't defensive anymore. Right. Now Great we're unpacking walls. together. I love that. You just hit on two of the things I say the most often in relationship, and that is curiosity instead of judgment, mm. an invitation instead of blame. Mm. And you just, you just nailed both of those so beautifully. Keep the environment safe to communicate, for dialogue. Because yes. when we, whenever we don't feel safe, you know what actually happens to us biologically? Um, less blood flows to the brain and it flows to the arms and legs mm. as if we're about so that to we can run fight. like yeah mm. fight yep. it's fight flight or, or freeze, freeze. Yeah. right mm -hmm. so we're in adrenaline rush we're not thinking with our brains anymore so then the question now becomes well how do you switch from being the blood in your uh, the thinking with your body and like fighting like literally you're you're about to have an argument argument is a, is a fight of words right yeah you know that becomes the real question do you have an answer for that? Well, so I'll also add this. What, all, what else is happening? We actually are still in our brains, but we normally live in the front part of our brains. Oh, which it's is at the top part, part right? Connection, relationship, part. communication lives right here. Mm. Once we feel unsafe, like you talked about, we go right back here, which is mm. all about survival. It doesn't give a fuck about communication, relating, anything like that. Mm. And so how do we get out of that? Honestly, the, the only way to actually change that deeply in your system, because these are patterns, right? We have reactions that we have been doing our whole lives. It's a nervous system pattern. It's engraved in our body. Mm -hmm. And so you can talk about the trigger. You can identify the trigger. You can be mindful of the trigger. But the way to change it for good is to embody something different. You have to actually stop yourself in the moment when you would normally close off and get defensive and literally like, open your body and like teach your body like no oh, look we can feel hurt and then still stay open mm -hmm. hey, that that's the only way i found that last that sounds when very wise actually right. yeah. like use the use the whole like triad of mind body spirit use the body of that triad to like create a domino effect yes. it, it'll be like it'll be like, it'll be like the energy was going this way and then you do the body and it goes this way and just like bangs it <laughs> yes it's like if, it's like if two people are about to shoot each other and then one person shoots you first but you're so good you're literally the best shooter in the western <laughs> fucking texas south central uh cowboys that you shoot his bullet precisely and there's no fucking way you can think to do that in that amount of time that is a body reaction and mm. so that's what I'm talking about. You can't think your way out of a trigger you have to embody the difference you think so actually I think you personally can I think you could. I've seen it for small amounts of time, but I haven't seen it last for a lifetime that way. So I will, I will put an asterisk there. It has worked, but I've 
almost inevitably when people use their mind, what I find down the road with clients a year later is, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Because I stopped thinking about not doing it. And mm. so that's why when it's embodied, you don't have to think about it. It's, that's just what no, your body does. You know, this is actually what I use to, to personally switch myself out of that. Because I personally feel like, yeah. um, for me, whenever I'm getting too emotional, the way to like chill out my emotions is to think logically. You know, you just go the opposite direction of the emotion, which is just logic, right? So I ask myself, what is the goal that I want? What am I trying to achieve, right? Yep. Um, and how would I behave if that's what I wanted to achieve, right? Okay. So, so my goal is to be the most honest and clear expression of myself and to build relationships through the conflict, mm. right? That's the way, uh-huh. So here's my question for you. Mm. How do you get out of that space where you're triggered, where you're not thinking about, what do I want to accomplish here? Cause we can't access that when we're actually triggered like that. You're, you're speaking from like a conscious grounded, like, what do I want here? What do I need to do? Right? Mm -hmm. Like you're really conscious. So how do you switch from that moment of I'm triggered? I'm not thinking straight. How do you go from there into the space where you can contemplate? Okay. What am I trying to do here? What would make the most sense? Um, how do you transition there? First, just remove yourself, remove yourself okay. from the moment. Remove yourself. Like, because mm -hmm. that energy that uh, the other person still has that energy, you removing yeah. yourself de-strengthens that from your auric field, you know, for one. Um, so you'll take physical space for a step. You'll like physically remove yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh -huh. if, if you stay there and you get closer, it actually becomes stronger and more confrontational. Totally. Yeah. Okay. This is method that I use. I love this. So what oh. do you do after you remove yourself? I'm just getting Oh. So, this hand, which is your left hand, it goes on your heart. Your okay. right hand, it can either go to the front of your head, yep. right? You feel your heart and you feel the top of your head, right? You, yeah. know, we're, you know, we're feeling, you know, where we would feel our third eye. We're feeling where we would feel our, our heart chakra, right? The heart chakra has everything to do with love and gratitude and, and acceptance. Right, and then also releases oxytocin. Releases oxytocin. Yeah. And then right here, we're, we're, we're uh, connecting to the insight, right? Mm. We're saying like, have some love and insight together. Mm. This is actually a very, very high vibrational technique. And just like breathe into both parts, you know, I can guide you through this, right? Just like close your eyes and, you know, feel your hand on the top of your forehead, feel it on mm. your heart, breathe in, air coming into your lungs, and pressure being strengthened, but not harder. Feeling that energy in your body, in your hands. Feel that energy in your hands, right? Mm -hmm. And just, what do you want? It's like, what do you want? Now, what do you want? Okay. What's the goal? What's the goal? So this is how you bring yourself from that reactive space into a grounded 
conscious space. Is that right? You remove yourself physically and then you do this with the hand mm -hmm. thing with the breath. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. It's so simple. That's the thing. You know, it's so, so simple. Yeah. Anyone can literally do it. Anyone can do it on the spot. Um, I, you know, in this technique, you can do it when you're nervous. You can do it when you're um, anxious, I guess, very similar. Yeah. Um, angry, yeah. Okay. All of that. Did you ever, um, I'm thinking of the listener. I'm just curious. Do you have an, like, cause I'm picturing there's probably people listening who are like, damn, how do you do that? Yvonne? Like, okay, mm -hmm. I want to think like that, but I'm all reactive and like, I don't, so now you've given them the way. And so if, if let's say you're, I'm doing this and like the negative thoughts pop in, cause I'm still kind of stressed and I'm grounding down. Mm. Um, how do you deal with that when it shows up? Do you just return to the breath, return to the body, keep refocusing on heart head until you feel more grounded? Um, for someone who's more in, in tune with their emotions, I would, the more, yeah. like, more there, who has more, stronger feminine energy in their, in their system, I would say, yeah, yeah. focus more on the feeling okay. that you're, that you're having. Yeah. Okay. And for someone who's more into their masculine to your feelings. Yes. And someone who's more into their masculine, I would say you should be thinking more logical thoughts because that's, what's going to be a, to your advantage. Mm, okay, cool. Nice. Thanks for sharing. I bet that was so helpful for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I was actually wondering about, um, in your own ex um, particular experience of the anger uh, that a lot of men face that's this could be from overabundance of testosterone or just like in general repression of a lot yeah. of a lot of suppression and isolation happening with men so yeah. um yeah if somebody's listening out there to this podcast right now and, and they feel that they have an overabundance of anger or angry energy mm -hmm. uh, what are some ways in which they could transmute that or control that or be able to not tame it but be able to um understand it or feel into it in a sense mm -hmm. yeah Ooh, i love that question so a big thing of what i teach is cultivating relationships with our emotions mm -hmm. and so like any relationship if i have a friend that i've ignored most of my life. And when my friend does show up, I say, go away. I hate you. You're bad. Mm. Well, that friend's probably not gonna be too smooth and kind and compassionate when they come visit again. Right? Mm. So that's what I think about our emotions. Some of us have castrated our anger, or our sadness, our whole lives. And so it's like, yeah, now it shows up and you're like, ah, and you're flailing. Mm. When in reality, emotions actually can come and pass quite quickly when we simply open and surrender to them. So if you feel like you have an overabundance of anger, the first thing I would say is seek out a space where you can express it freely. Mm. So whether that be with a trusted coach, therapist, whether that be in my men's program coming up in 2020, shameless plug, <laughs> shameless plug. find a space where you can, because that needs to be expressed. Feelings don't go away by ignoring them. So mm. with my clients, when I notice they have anger that they're trying to shame or hide, I say, you know, we're, they're usually on their phone. We're doing video chats. I say, take me to the backyard. And they know exactly what that means because I'm about to make them scream and stomp into the ground until I can feel that anger is no longer living within them. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I make people do that too. Yeah. That's so helpful. Yeah. And then they, they always end up like, like 
like releasing sadness as well because they they find yes. out yeah they tap Everybody into a different emotion yep it's like yep and so it's like as they're carving layers, yeah. as they're carving like they begin to find more layers even on yeah. literally mm. you uncover everything that's hidden right and so what i've learned in my life well first of all i'll say i actually teach that it's okay to have aggressive anger um i just teach nonviolent. or i'm sorry flip that i teach violent anger is okay but non-aggressive because aggressive means it's towards someone so i don't recommend expressing your anger towards someone but i do recommend expressing it violently in the backyard into a pillow whatever you need to do mm. uh, but is really that what you told our people emotions, in, the back, in the back like you punch the ground yeah <laughs> i do that shit whenever no, i feel like right there, i just huh? go right to the backyard i don't let that shit sit in me and fester i'm like oh anger don't need to know why it's here i'm just gonna go in the backyard real quick mm -hmm. um because i've learned that when an emotion shows up, if I can say, oh, hey there, sadness, anger, jealousy, whatever you are, wasn't expecting you today. Okay, this is happening. All right, here we go. I'm just going to surrender. It almost always just comes through me and then it goes away. Yeah. And then I'm like, cool, I can go back to my day now. I'm done with that. Whereas if I fight it, if sadness comes up and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Hey guys, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. Ah! Then it's just like, oh my God, it becomes the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's come yeah. so bad and they're not that bad. Yeah, um, emotions uh, should be more like guests in your home rather than roommates <laughs> who yeah. stay for a room. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Welcome them in. What, we're gonna have dinner tonight? Okay, word, wasn't my plan, but then they'll leave. Feed them dinner and they'll leave. Yeah. If you keep ignoring them, they're going to become clinging roommates. Like, yeah. honor me! Honor, honor me! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> mm. uh. So yeah, if you have anger, there's nothing wrong with you. And I just recommend that you find a space where you can be curious about your anger and learn to express it mm. as it comes up and just like create a relationship with it. Mm. Yeah. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. You know, honestly, I think, I think, I think we're, you know, um, we're good to close on that statement. I think it's a powerful statement. You know, leave the audience with a big, with a big bang in their, in their heart, in their, in all their chakras. And, you know, you know, hopefully some people got um, aroused by today's conversation, you know, like able to have taken their, their energy, you know, up into, up their spine, you know, yeah. lightning bolted, you know? Fuck yeah, you guys are the shit. Thanks for having me here. I love being around you too. Energy's hilarious. And I've just been giggling this whole time and having a great time, so. Same here, yo, <laughs> you know, how can someone get in touch with you? You know, tell, tell us, you know, about what's up, with, what's up with, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you just want to be bombarded with free juicy content, you can go to my website, Relationship Badass. There's a tab called Free Juicy Gifts and there's podcasts, blogs, tons of videos, downloads, like everything you could ever imagine for free. Um, if you want to follow and really get to know me in an intimate way, head over to my Instagram at Relationship Badass. That is where I share and don't hold back any details of my internal experience. And the podcast, if you want, some, if you want me in your ear every single Wednesday, <laughs> it's my podcast voice. Um, you can follow the Relationship Badass podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. 
Amazing. And I do have a program for men coming yes, out. So yes, yes, I've been listening yeah. to that. Wanted to ask um, you. Yeah, we wanted to ask yes, you what, absolutely. what kind of people are you looking to take in now or very soon? Yeah. So with this program, the program's called Logical Tools for Understanding Women. And it's a month-long program. So that's it's for the man. Who's like, that's a that's yeah. a goddamn good ass name, Nikki. It's what it is. It's like for the dude who's like, I don't get it. <laughs> what the fuck? This program's for you. It's four weeks. It's quick. It's to the fucking point. And I'm doing it with my colleague, Matt Hiller Ford, who has had over 10 years experience in men's work, men's group. He's also a relationship coach. So it's a really potent, the tools are potent and they work. And it's really just like, cool, you want to come in in four weeks and walk out knowing how the fuck us women work so that you can have better life relationships, less stress. We got you. Totally make a product like that. Mm. You should. You guys could. You guys got it. You guys got the tools. You got the good stuff. Third Eye Game. It's called Third Eye Game. (laughs) What is it called, Third Eye Game? Third Eye Game. Do you like it? Is that a is that a name of something or is that just a phrase? You know, see, I, I, that's why I feel like Third Eye Game is the best name. Hmm. I thought I, re- I really <laughs> like about it. I really like Nikki's name. Logical tools for understanding women. Like our targets, dudes, they're like, oh, it's logical. Fuck it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Men think logically. So with women, I make names that are like fun and creative and hmm. sparkly. But with men, I'm like, what is this? It's logical tools for understanding women. Bam, <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> Logical thinkers like logical titles. <laughs> All right, Nikki, thank, thank you so much for having. Thank you so much. And thank you, you guys for having me. <laughs> it's been so fun, and I have a badass day. Yes, so great, certainly, fucking kill it. Thank you. Fucking kill it. So so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, guys, if you guys want to keep following the podcast, we have amazing episodes for you. If you haven't watched the previous episodes, go back and watch those. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be delighted. And (laughs) delighted, yes. Um, If you would like to get in contact with me, I am Sumit Chatterjee. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Flowzone Academy. That's F L O Z O N E Academy on IG, IGTV as well. Yeah. And if you would like to get in contact with me, just Google search me, type in odd resilience, not Brazilian. I'm Mexican, I'm not Brazilian. Resilience, odd resilience. You'll find it. It'll pop up. Can you change your name to Odd Brazilian, please? (laughs) (laughs) I think what fucking, you know, Brazilians are cool. Why not? Guys, let's vote on this for the name change. I think Vicky has a great idea. (laughs) Guys, comment right now if you you want his name to be Odd Brazilians. Odd Brazilians, fuck. Yes, I'm going to go comment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Great. Great. Uh, Sounds wonderful. Peace out. All right, guys. I'm going to press the end button. All right, three, two, one. Wait, no, no. I don't want to end meeting. I want to book him. I want to press stop recording. Stop recording. Anyway, peace. All right. May the flow be with you. Be the best. Forget the rest. (laughs)